This is exclusive coverage of CPAC 2023 from Washington, D.C. Brought to you by the Spirit of Virginia. SpiritofVirginia.org. On Seville 1075 and 1260 WCHV. Now, from National Harbor, it's Joe Thomas in the morning. Joe Thomas here at the Conservative Political Action Conference CPAC here at uh, Gaylord National Harbor on the Potomac to differentiate it from all the other Gaylord National Harbor uh, properties, I guess. Um, It's easy for us in Charlottesville and Albemarle County because most times we know where we can find uh, Jim Hingley and Joe Platania. But what about places where they don't know they have a Soros-funded, woke, Progressive prosecutor. I'll use their word uh, for it. Well, Cully Stimson from the Heritage Foundation has come up with a way to keep an eye on them. I don't know if he's got some sort of GPS tracking technology. I don't know if he's hacked into the Chinese Communist Party because they, of course, know where their members are. Cully, good to see you. How are you doing, sir? Delighted to be with you. Thanks for having me on. So, so tell tell me about the uh, the rogue prosecutor tracker that you've started. So I don't come to this uh, as your average think tank, nerd, white paper writing person. I was, and God uh, bless you for it because I'm tired of them. Well, they're, they're my colleagues and I love them all. Um, I, I was a prosecutor in San Diego, a homicide prosecutor in Maryland, and then a homicide prosecutor in the U.S. Attorney's Office in D.C., and I served in the Navy for 30 years. Uh, JAG school? JAG, yeah. yeah. And so as a defense lawyer and, and judge, so I've seen all sides of the criminal justice system And I became very concerned uh, years ago that Soros was starting to directly fund uh, DAs around the country, starting with Kim Fox in 2015, with about a million dollars in her race so she could win the primary in Chicago. Uh, And then the list has gone on and on and since then. And so since then, uh, about 2020, my colleague Zach Smith and I, who was also a real prosecutor, have been writing about these... Uh, pro-criminal, anti-victim zealots whose goal is to upend and dismantle the criminal justice system. Those are their words, not mine. You know, it's interesting. When they started doing it, the, you know, the, the left celebrated, oh, look, we can enact change for pennies on the dollar. All of a sudden, they, they got the fiscal conservative Jesus. They're like, oh, look, we can buy a prosecutor for much less than we have to buy a congressman. And if we commit voter fraud, the prosecutor won't do anything about it, allegedly. Uh, so, Cully, they started doing this, and then I, I guess they just kept upping, upping the ante. And then you start getting the rhetoric of uh, survival crime, and I won't prosecute theft up to this number, and then the number goes up to this number. And it'll be pretty soon, you know, the poor communities are the ones that get decimated because I know I've never been wealthy. If somebody stole my car, I live a 25-minute drive from the radio station. I can't get to work if somebody steals my car. But these prosecutors shrug and say, oh, it's a 2003. It's it's not worth prosecuting or even going after this guy. How, how does the poor community support these people? They don't, for the most part, because they're being impacted uh, tremendously. And this movement, uh, which is incredibly well-funded, not just Soros, but Dustin Moskovitz from Facebook, Carrie Tuna, and other tech billionaires realized something early on, and that is, and you hinted at it, and that is 
the prosecutor is the gatekeeper to the criminal justice system, not the mayor, not the city council, not the, the governor, not the police chief. If the prosecutor says we're not prosecuting, that's it. And so the playbook for these folks, and by the way, the other thing they realize is since there's 2,300 elected DA offices around the country, and these are low visibility, low dollar oh, yeah. races, the buy-in is nothing. Yeah. Now in the bigger cities, when they shoved a million dollars on the table in Chicago, that's the most money they'd ever seen in a DA's race. And so their playbook is as follows, which we've been writing about it at heritage.org. We have a rogue prosecutor's uh, splash page, and we have a book coming out in June on this. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be really good. Eight particular rogue prosecutors. starts with real crime stories that would not have happened but for their policies. Their playbook is this. Don't prosecute any misdemeanors, period. Second, water down most felonies to misdemeanors. Don't add any sentencing enhancements or allegations whatsoever. So, by the way, I thought they were against guns, but they don't add gun allegations to people who commit crimes with guns. I mean, it's mind-boggling, isn't it? Don't prosecute any uh, utes who are 17 and 8, 16 and 17 who commit murder, child abuse, et cetera, in adult court. Don't ever ask for bail. Just let them walk out the back of the courtroom. We saw how that worked in New York. Right. And the list goes on and on and on. So this is not reimagining the criminal justice system. And this is not reform. This is prosecutorial nullification. That's what it is. And so it has resulted in a huge uptick in crime in the cities where you have this toxic trio of rogue prosecutor, defund the police, and demoralize the police. But don't buy the malarkey that crime is going up everywhere around the country. It's not. In the cities with real prosecutors like San Diego, Summer Steffens, the DA there, crime hasn't gone up, murders haven't gone up, robberies haven't gone up when you've had these police-involved shootings around the country. There were no riots, no stores, windows broken out, nothing. So we learned a lot during COVID. One of the things we learned is who you vote for for your school board really matters. Oh, yeah. And now we're learning that who you vote for as DA matters for your public safety because the real privilege... Let's talk about real privilege. The real privilege is to live safely in your community. Well, and to, to, be con to, to not be concerned that the uh, drug gang is moved in and you're having shootouts. Now, Charlottesville, you know, they love their gun-free zones. They, they love their progressive, you know, oh, we're Charlottesville. Very quietly, every second or third day, another shootout on the city streets people in their parked cars getting shot. I mean, it's Charlottesville's come Chicago, and, and it's the drug gangs that are driving this. They, the police chief, our new police chief, says, we'll get the guns. Well, I, you know, I, I can tell you where the guns are coming from. They're coming from the drug gangs who are putting them in the hands of their enforcers, their human resources department. Um, you know, if, if we're going to whistle past these graveyards and talk about legalizing, uh, you know, magic mushrooms and, and moving in hemp stores and marijuana stores into the poor neighborhoods, both real things in Virginia, uh, they, they, they seem to be heading towards anarchy, Cully. Am I, am I missing something or am I overstating it? You're dead on. And in fact, this is one of those strange public policy issues that doesn't uh, divide neatly between red and blue or Democrat or Republican. Really what it divides between is law and order versus chaos. And so there are very good liberal uh, Democrat elected DAs around the country. Uh, Jackie Lacey, the first black African-American woman was the DA in LA County. A thousand lawyers in that office, the biggest DA office in the country. But when she did not bend a knee to BLM, 
and she did not indict a police officer for a good shoot, by the way. Uh, the Soros machine came in, dropped a million dollars on George Gascone, and beat her in the primary. And so when you have a candidate who talks about reimagining the criminal justice system and mass incarceration, which, by the way, does not exist. Reformative justice and all. Yeah, 70 percent of the people who are in prison are there for violent crimes, and most of them have been uh, involved in the criminal justice system with at least 12, 13, 14, 15 felonies under their belt. So they're not talking about second chances, okay? And this is not, there's nobody in jail for possession of marijuana, period. That's just a, just a bunch of hooey, all right? And so uh, I think you're starting to see people push back. San Francisco, 95% of the residents are registered Democrats. They kicked Chesa Boudin out in a recall election. Baltimore, which is not a Republican stronghold, in case you didn't know that, uh, they, they just voted out Marilyn Mosby in the primary. She was the rogue prosecutor. Uh, and the recall against Gascon uh, got 750,000 signatures to recall him. You saw Governor DeSantis boot Andrew Warren from office. He was a county DA who was enacting the Soros playbook. People are starting to wake up. Here's the sad irony of this movement. It's killing, literally, the very people they pretend to care the most about, black and brown people. And it's racist in its application and implementation, and it's failing, but not failing fast enough. Well, that's where you see, uh, like Steve Descano in Fairfax County, another one of those, had a longtime Democrat in Fairfax. They bring him in. He ousts them. Heavily funded primary. Who gives money to primaries? But that's what they do, and they've, they've led to this crime running rampant. You mentioned the demoralization of the police. So you, you talk about the city of Charlottesville is down 40% in its police department. It can't recruit. Why would you want that job? Everyone thinks you're the bad guy. Now the bad guys are actually shooting up their neighborhoods, and they're turning to the police saying, what, what gives? Why aren't you stopping it? Right, and, and one of the other collateral and predictable consequences of this movement, especially when they don't prosecute 16- and 17-year-old, 6-foot-2 gang members in adult court for murder, rape, robbery, etc., is it becomes the Gang Recruitment Act, right? Because the gang members, the adults, say to the 16, 17-year-olds, hey, man, just knock these two dudes off, boost this car over here. You'll do a little time if you get caught, if. Usually you don't. But you're then, one of our guys. Right, and then you get the teardrop, and you're set, man. You're, you're good to go. By the way, Discano, with all, with all due respect, is a putz, okay? He's just, is that a, a legal term? It's a, it is. Look it up. It's in, it's in, the it's Bar in, Association. Yeah, it's, a, it's a Latin term. He's a putz. And so is the Loudoun County and the Arlington County uh, Commonwealth's attorney. Descano, 72% of his haul came directly from Soros. So he is bought and paid for. You should read the stuff we've written about him on the Daily Signal. Oh, yeah. No, he, just, he just dropped charges against a career convicted drunk driver, multiple drunk driving, against a soccer mom who was driving home from Mother's Day on the Beltway with her three kids and her puppy dog, and the guy T-bones her because she won't pull over. His car flips on the Beltway. His office, the, the woman almost died, okay? And, and his office doesn't contact her, doesn't let her, know, let, let her know that they let him out of jail, doesn't inform her of the charges, doesn't send a victim witness person. Three years later, last week, this public defender who now is working in his office, because real prosecutors have left his employment, informed her that we can't prove the case because it's a he said, she said. And they're like, what? There were all these people behind you on the beltway who saw it. 
Beer bottles poured out of the guy's car when it flipped upside down. Uh, He's I'm a sure career a drunk driver. <laughs> right, there's police reports. He was on the lam for eight hours. And yet this putz hires people like that. It's not funny. Well, but no, it's no, not but funny. That's, but that's what we see. We see public defenders turning into these district attorneys. That seems to be where Soros is recruiting. He goes and finds some public defender and says, listen, I'll give you a lot of money once you become the DA, and then you can really defend the public, right, quote, like, unquote. Like Larry Krasner in Philadelphia, he got over $1.2 million. He had been a criminal defense attorney. That's a noble job. I was a criminal defense attorney. It's, we need them. We need, Constitutional. You, we, you we need great defense attorneys. Uh, but there are people who are oriented to being criminal defense attorneys, and there are people who are oriented to being prosecutors. Some can do both well. I think I did. But here's Krasner. He sued the Philadelphia Police Department throughout his whole career dozens and dozens of times. Then he gets the Soros bucks, goes in, and then engages in prosecutorial uh, nullification. And that's why the homicide rate has blown through the roof in Philadelphia. So it's carjackings. It's the carjacking capital of the United States now, by the way. And that's a frightening thing. We've had several of those incidents happen in Charlottesville, reported as just uh, you know skirmishes on the street, you know, and, you know, an attempted this, that, and the other thing. You can always read them in the paper. Cully Stimson, rogue prosecutor tracker on the website. Read about all you know in the Daily Signal. When does the book come out about it? The book comes out June 27th. The Amazon pre-order will be up up soon, uh, and we'll let you guys know about it so you can put it on your website. Well, thank you so much for coming by. Thank you for doing this. So, you know, we know where our rogue prosecutors are. Um, do you? That's at 10 o'clock, you know, the, it's 10 p.m. Do you know where your rogue prosecutor is? Yeah, they're, they're, they're hanging out with their ACLU buddies in the criminal defense bar. Yeah. And do you know who the guy who tried to carjack you, where he is at 10 o'clock? He's back on the street. Yeah, and the, the guy that did this to this soccer mom uh, months later went out and, and did the same thing again. Uh, wasn't prosecuted to the full extent of the law. His license has been indefinitely suspended, and this is a guy who's still on the streets. He's going to kill somebody. And then what's Descana going to say? It's, he's misunderstood. Right. It's the school-to-prison pipeline or something like that. Right, another one of these reimagining or yeah. mass incarceration blather words that the left and, and this, this movement likes to use. Cully, thank you so much for what you do. I appreciate your visit here with us on Radio Row at CPAC, and have a good rest of the weekend. Thank you for having me.